0: Uh, Today, and let me just say too, Wednesday night I was gone and I heard Trent, you did a great job holding the fort. Thank you so much. Let's give Trent Arnold a big hand. Let him know we appreciate him standing in the gap. Uh, And so uh, exciting to see young men uh, coming along and growing and ministering and helping out in the house of God. I want to talk to you today, and we'll just kind of go with this for the next few Sundays. I want to talk to you today about praying for the house. Uh, If you'll remember, a number of uh, weeks ago... Uh, I think early on in, uh, in February, as I was preparing to leave the house to come here on a Sunday morning, God just dropped something in my heart and I, I wrote it down. In fact, I, I stumbled through sharing it a little bit with you uh, uh, a couple of times because I knew it was something that God was saying to me for us. And, and God gave me some directives about, uh, about praying over our church and praying over the house. You know, Jesus talked about us as His house. He said, my house is supposed to be what? A house of prayer. And so, uh, uh, and so I just began to scribble some things down and God gave me five prayer directives that, that he, he is desirous of us to begin to pray. Over our church family and pray over our house, and I'm going to share those with you in a moment, uh, uh, and just uh, we'll just see how it goes this month. But uh, I really believe God is calling us to pray not just in a generic fashion, but in a very strategic fashion. How many of you know if you need healing in your body, you don't just say, "Lord, just bless me," however you so desire, right? You don't look at your boss if you need to raise and say, well, just bless me however, however... You know, you get specific, right? I believe God, in fact, Jesus taught us to pray in specifics. He uh, Matthew 6, the prayer of Jesus, you know, the, what we call the model prayer, the Lord's prayer. It's a very strategic prayer. In fact, we'll look at some aspects of that today. Uh, but I really believe God is calling us to pray, not just for ourselves, but to pray for our church family. I believe God is positioning us in a place of greater influence this year. That's what I believe. And how many of you know when God wants to do something uh, uh, wonderful, uh, and in fact, if you look at history, you will discover that the the, the moves of God that were birthed uh, uh, throughout history, uh, they can all be traced back to people praying. Amen. How many of you believe God answers prayer? I really believe that. And in fact, as I, <clears throat> this past week, uh, as I've been pondering and praying over you and praying over our church, God put me in contact with a book. You want a book recommendation? Anybody like to read? I hope you do. Let me just give this to you. You can find it at Lifeway. It's called The Circle Makers. Everyone say The Circle Makers. I'm reading through it very slowly and it's just making a big difference in my life. And so if you would like to really, uh, you know, up the ante of your prayer life, go by LifeWay and just get a copy of the Circle Makers and begin to slowly read through it. It's a great read. It's a simple read. And it's a life-changing read. And it it's about prayer and it's about believing god for big things and trusting god for big things and i've been if you're a, if you're one of my facebook friends or twitter friends uh, i've been throwing out a few quotes here and there and and uh just a great influence on my life one of the things he said i said it already i think from the podium he said uh god is not offended by your big audacious big dream prayers he is offended however at anything less you got to think about that a minute. In other words, God loves us to pray big, faith filled, awesome prayers. Amen. And so I encourage you to get that book. Everyone say The Circle Makers. And you'll have to read the book to understand the title. So, uh, so if you want to kind of jump on board with what God's doing in Pastor Sam's life at the place of prayer, you could read through that book. So, so I got a hold of that book after God began to speak to me that we ought to begin to pray for the house. And so I'll share those five thoughts with you, uh, momentarily. In fact, uh, though I'll try to be quick, uh, I'm going to borrow this microphone and this mic stand because it'll, it'll be open mic. It'll be open mic time at the close of this service for anyone who would like to come as, as a part of our altar ministry and pray for our church family. Amen. So I've got that there. In fact, I believe God's going to speak to some of you here in just a few minutes about a prayer you could pray that we could agree together with over our church family. Amen. So everyone say God answers prayer. Amen. Now, let me build a biblical precedence for you. Let me just kind of build some foundation so you'll know that it's, it's biblical for us to pray for our church family. In fact, I've found some passages of scripture that were just amazing to me concerning this thought of praying for the house. Number one, think about this. Jesus prayed for the, for the church. Amen. John 17, you can read it later. In fact, We'll probably on Wednesday night be looking at this prayer uh, a little more detail, where Jesus, prior to His death, burial, and resurrection, and then ultimate uh, transfiguration into heaven, He prays to God, and He prays for His disciples, and He prays for the church. In fact, one of the prayers says, I'm not just praying for these disciples, but those who will come after them. He's praying for the new coming uh, church, and, and uh, He prays some things for them, we'll look at what You know, he prayed uh, a keeping prayer. He said, Lord, keep them, keep them safe. He he prayed a sanctifying prayer. He said, Lord, sanctify them in your truth. He prayed a unifying prayer. He said, Lord, let them be one as you and I are one. We'll look at that later. But the cool thing about that, uh, the verse that really gets me, he said, I'm not praying for the world, but I am praying for these. And the reason we'll learn on Wednesday night that he's praying for these is because he cares about the world. He said, but I'm not praying for the world but I'm praying for this church uh, that God is going to use to touch the world. Amen. And so very biblically based that we pray for one another and pray for our church family and pray for the house. We'll look at that. But then Paul the Apostle. Now, uh, I love the writings. I love the epistles of Paul. Uh, When you follow through uh, with all those epistles in Ephesians and Philippians and Colossians and Thessalonians, he's praying for the church. In fact, uh, one prayer in Ephesians chapter 1, three or four verses, I think 15 through 19 or 20, a great prayer to study. We'll be looking at that on Wednesday night and how Paul prayed for the Ephesians church but you know like in when he would write his letters he would say like for example to the philippians he said i thank my god upon every remembrance of you always in every prayer of mine making requests for you with all joy so we see paul the apostle praying for the church and how many of you believe if jesus was praying for the church and paul the apostle was praying for the church that the church ought to be praying for the church amen And so I want you to catch that with me. And I really want you to, to, beyond this message, begin to catch the vision of praying for the house. (coughs) Pardon me. (coughs) We pray for our own families, right? Do you pray for your family? Amen. How many of you know we're all a part of the family of God? And so we ought to pray for the family of God. So here we go. Let me just introduce these five thoughts to you. This is really by way of introduction. I really do not know. You know, I try to be, I I try to be more planned than this, but maybe it's okay for pastor to be a little more flexible and, and non-structured and as he looks to the this month, but I really believe God is going to begin to stir us at the place of prayer. And so let me give you these thoughts and, and and let me introduce them to you by way of a promise from Jesus. I love the promises of Jesus. Amen? A prayer promise. It's in Matthew 18. You've read it before, but let's read it together this morning. Can you Can you see the words? Let's read it all together. Here we go. Assuredly, I say unto you, Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will will be done for them by my Father in heaven. That's a prayer promise, and guess who wrote that? I said, guess who wrote that? Guess who said that? Jesus said that. Matthew wrote it down, but Jesus, it's a quote from Jesus, what a great promise. And he said, if we come together and agree in prayer concerning anything that we ask, and now a little uh, premise, how many of you know anything doesn't mean everything? Have you ever said to somebody when you're talking to them, in fact, I said this to someone uh, maybe this morning, I said, if you need anything, just give me a call. How many of you know anything didn't mean everything? If they call me and say, Pastor, uh, I need a million dollars. How many of you know? It doesn't mean they're going to get it, right? It doesn't mean everything. And I think Jesus here was telling us that anything you need to fulfill God's kingdom purpose in your life and to fulfill the will of God, not a self-serving. It's all in the context of God's kingdom coming and His will being done and God's plan being fulfilled. But I want to tell you something. God loves to answer prayer. Tell your neighbor. In fact, tell. let's just tell two or three people. Let's look them in the face and just say like you really believe it. God loves to answer prayer. He loves to answer prayer. Amen. And when you're praying for Jesus' bride, he really likes that. Because the church is his family. Amen. It's his children. It's his and Jesus his son, Jesus is bride. And so when we began to pray for the church, I'm telling you it gets God's attention in a hurry because he he said, I'm going to build a church that the gates of hell will not prevail against. And so today, by way of introduction, I just want to build your faith a little bit that, hey, Jesus loves to answer prayer. He said, My God, He'll He'll do whatever you need Him to do. Uh, if you just if you'll just get authoritative in the Spirit. And how I many of you know binding and loosing sounds kind of exciting? Amen. In other words, we have authority at the place of prayer. We just need to release the authority of God and the faith of God over our lives. Amen. Another thing I read from the book, the circle makers, I love this. He said, you know, uh, uh God can do anything. Everyone say God can do anything. And that he said, that's really where our faith needs to rest. You know, I can't tell you that God will do everything that you ask him to do, but I do know he can do anything. And how many of you know, that's where our faith needs to rest. Not in, because let me just tell you something. I don't know the mind of God. I don't know if He will always answer my prayers the way I want Him to answer my prayers. But I do know He can do anything. Tell some, hey, give somebody a little high five. Say, God can do anything. (laughs) In fact, what does the Bible say? There is nothing too hard for God. Everyone say, there's nothing too hard for God. That's really true. So here we go. Let me give you these thoughts quickly because we'll go back over them. We're going to rehearse them. In fact, in just a few minutes, we're going to pray over some of them. Our prayer directives. Number one, the first prayer directive is that God gave me for us is that we need to pray that God would forgive the house. How many of you know that's where it all begins? You see, God wants to work within us a clean heart. In fact, one of the... One of the uh, uh, if you don't have this verse memorized, you probably should. I've been quoting it for years. Second Chronicles 7, 14. God says this about his people. He says, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. Now, he's not talking about the world. He's not. He's, he said, my people. How many of you know, in our context today, that's the church. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and do what? pray and seek my face and catch this and turn from their wicked ways. Everybody smile and say wicked way. How many of you know on our best day, there are many times we've got wicked ways to deal with and he said, my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and and heal their land. Could I tell you today that we need to all uh guard our hearts and ask God to cleanse our hearts and you say, well, I don't know if I've got any wicked ways in me. Well, uh, you know, that just sounds kind of, kind of means wicked ways, but you know, anything that that hinders the will of God, or that, that that separates from God, is really a wicked way. And I think of David when he prayed his prayer of repentance in Psalm fifty-one after he had done some really wicked things. He said, "He said this: Search me, O God, and see if there's any wicked way in me." And that's my prayer today for my life, and that ought to be our prayer for the church and for one another. God, uh, as a corporate body, Lord, search us, Lord, and cleanse us, and because we need to be holy and righteous for Your kingdom purposes. Amen. And ask God to cleanse our heart. I think of the prayer of Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 1, and we won't look at that today, but we will on a Wednesday night because, oh, it's a great prayer. God moved on... Uh, Nehemiah, the cupbearer to the king to, to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem that were broken down and, and its gates were burned with fire and he begins to pray over Jerusalem and it's a great prayer uh, that he's praying over the people of Israel and over Jerusalem and, and, and the Bible says that he repented for the sins of the people of Israel not just for his sin but he came before God he said Lord we are sinners forgive us how many of you know it's biblical for us to stand up in behalf of our church family and really even behalf of our nation and behalf of, of our government and say, God, forgive us. Amen. You know, you might be here today and you just say, well, you know, I don't think I have any wicked ways of me, but you know what? You're part of the family and so you're guilty by association. Hello? And so we have a responsibility to pray that God would forgive the house. In fact, when Jesus taught His disciples and taught us how to pray in Matthew chapter 6, I just saw this today all afresh and anew in Matthew 6 when He said, here's what you ought to pray. You ought to say, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Or forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Did you see the plurality and the corporate uh, thought of that prayer? He didn't say when you pray, forgive me of my debts as I forgive my debtors or forgive me of my trespasses. And we kind of have looked at that and said, well, it's about personal, you know, holiness and righteousness. But this prayer, he says, you know, he put us, forgive us of our trespasses. And so the first thing that God laid on my heart for us to begin to pray over our house is that God, You would forgive us. Today we took communion and it's a real symbol of our understanding of the, the mercy and the grace of God in our life to forgive us of our sin, Lord. And be that kind of people that God said, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, he would hear from heaven and forgive our sin and heal our land. I want the healing virtue and the favor of God upon my life and upon our church. Amen. And so let's begin to take that... that prayer directive to heart and not just for your own life hey you're a part of the church lord forgive me you know that's what david said and Psalm: "Create in me a clean heart that's where it begins but we ought to also say god for our church's sake lord cleanse us as a church family let us be a people of righteousness a people of holiness and let the healing virtue of god be made manifest to us and through us amen hallelujah if you wanted to take it another step, it's not in your notes, but James chapter 5. Uh, uh, James said, it, you know, if you confess your faults to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Uh-oh, now preacher, you're getting a little too far there. You're gone to meddling now. But how many of you know when you really get serious about getting righteous, you'll do whatever it takes to get the monkey off your back. Amen? So everyone say, Lord, forgive the house. The second prayer directive that God laid on my heart in just a moment's time there in my recliner as I prepared to come to church to preach to you is not only forgive the house, but free the house. You see, God wants to forgive us, but He also wants to liberate us. In fact, Jesus said in Luke chapter 4 when He picked up the scroll and made his first public declaration from the word of God first recorded public declaration he read from Isaiah and he read the passage of scripture in Isaiah that said the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel and then it says to set at liberty those who are bound and oppressed and 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 bring liberty to the family of God Jesus came that we might uh, not only be forgiven but free at last free at last amen And how many of you believe that in the house there are people that need new levels of liberty in their life? I don't know what might be binding you up today, but let me tell you something. God wants to free us. If it's resistance to Him or, or 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 religiosity rather than a real relationship, whatever it might be. Maybe it's personal addictions in your life and our philosophies of life or religiosity, fear, doubt, apprehensions. I believe as we begin to pray together, we don't know what God might do. As we begin to pray over our church family, God, bring us to a new level of liberty in our life. I think of Peter when he was in jail. It's a great illustration. Peter was in jail in Acts chapter 12 uh, and uh, for the cause of Christ. And uh, it says the Bible says the church was in constant prayer for Peter. They were praying for Peter to get out of jail free. They believed God could, but the story goes they didn't believe he would. Because when God answered their prayer and sent an angel to set him free, supernaturally delivered him from the from the shackles of the prison and and liberate him. He had, in fact, the angel Peter was so at peace he was asleep uh, under the shackles of the of the prison guards. God just did a miracle, opened the gate, set him free. He goes to the church who's hiding behind closed doors, constant pray, Lord, set Peter free, Lord, deliver him, Lord. And we ask you to do it. And he knocks on the door and I think a little girl's name was Rhoda. She came to the door and she, she went, ah. She ran back and said, it's Peter at the door. Uh, and they said, no, it's not. It's just his ghost. They didn't even believe he would. But they believed He could. And you know what? That's a great picture of what God wants to do for us. He wants to set us free. Somebody say, set us free. And so we need to pray that God would forgive the house and free the house. And I encourage you to begin to take these premises as you pray and these principles and these prayer directives and begin to pray over us as a family. Say, God, bring us to new levels of liberty in our life and set us free from whatever binds us. And if there are people in our church who are struggling with addictions and struggling with issues in their life, Lord, I pray a liberty prayer over their life. I pray you would set them free. In fact, I believe as we begin to do this, we're going to begin to hear testimonies of God doing great things in people's life and they'll be, they'll begin to email the preacher and begin to tell one another, God has liberated me from this. I, I'm feeling new levels of liberty in my walk with God. I feel free in my spirit. I'm believing God for that. Amen. And then number three, I believe God wants us to pray that we would focus the house. We need to really get focused on God's plan for our lives and plan for our church family in fact, uh, uh, Jesus, when He prayed for the church in John 17, you know, the real purpose was not just to sanctify them and, and to unify them and to keep them from the, from the things of this world. It was not just a prayer for them. He said, Jesus said, I didn't pray for the world, I prayed for them. But the reason I prayed for them is so the whole world would know Jesus so the whole world could be saved. What was was the the real focus of his prayer? It was a prayer to get the church in focus with the will of God to reach their world for Christ. And I believe God really wants to focus us on His real purpose for our life as a church family. In fact, you're going to begin to hear in the month of April a lot. We're going to introduce to you our missionaries that are scattered all over the world by way of video and, and by way of, of a printed page. And we're going to give you an opportunity to begin to pray over them and get connected to our mission in the world and get connected to the reality that God just didn't call us here to sit soaking sour, but He has a mission and a plan. And so our focus in April, as we even move through through Easter, is really get plugged into the purpose of God for us as the church and began to embrace the Great Commission all over again and, and then re- receive and, 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 and begin to appropriate the vision of God on how to fulfill His commission in this earth through Church on the Rock North. And so we need to pray, God, get, give us clarity of focus on the will of God. Get our eyes off of things that are distracting us from Your plan and focus us upon the world that so desperately needs Christ. We need to pray that God would forgive the house and free the house and focus the house. How many of you know God will honor a church that has laser-like focus on the purposes of God? And I believe God's going to do that. He's going to give us clarity about the call of God. I believe, listen to this, I'm going to just say it. I believe as we really begin to pray over this, God's going to give us vision about how to fulfill some things that we've always dreamed about but never known how to accomplish He's going to give some of you creative ideas to win people to Christ. Creative outreach opportunities to begin to see God's commission take place. He's going to begin to drop vision in our heart as we begin to pray, God, focus this house. Amen. We need to pray that God would focus the house. And then we pray that, number four, that God will fill the house. I really believe when you focus the house, the second one's going to be a lot easier Fill the house. You look at the first century church, when they got focused on the will of God, Acts chapter 1 and 2, they were getting tuned in to the will of God and and then God poured out His Spirit and there's a twofold prayer over this fill the house. Number one, fill this house with the power of the Holy Spirit. Fill us with the... In fact, Acts chapter 2, it says the whole house where they were was filled. Whoo! Touch somebody, say, in Jesus' name. And that begins with each of us. Last week, or pardon me, last month, we talked about the river. Letting the river flow not just to us, but through us. I believe one of the reasons you you and I may not see as much manifestation of the river uh, in a corporate sense as that we might desire is because God has been a little frustrated that we've not let the river flow through us. And He might be saying, I'm not going to let it just flow to you. I just really want to see it flow through you. Could that be true? Because that's the real purpose of the river flowing, not just to us to have our little Pentecostal. Woo hoo! Glory to God! We had we had great church today. Could it be that God might be a little frustrated that we misappropriated the river, and so we need to pray, pray God would fill us spiritually with Your Holy Spirit. But then, number the second part of that is, Lord, fill this house with people. In fact, Jesus gave a parable, and oh, I love these passages. Uh, In fact, Mark chapter 2, it says when Jesus was in the house, there was not enough room in the door to receive Him. And then He told a parable, you can read it, we'll talk about it later, in Luke 14, where He said, go out into the highways and hedges, and the whole purpose of this parable, He said that my house might be filled. It's God's desire that the house be filled, Amen. And we ought to pray that God would bring the harvest of God from the north, south, east, and west and fill people with the power of the Holy Spirit and fill this house. Amen. And when we begin to pray together, I believe God's going to be... How many of you think not only God's big enough, but how many of you think He would really like to answer that prayer? Another quote I'll throw out to you. There's absolute God... Let me see if I can say it exactly how he said it. He said, I guarantee you that God will not answer 100% of the prayers you do not ask or that you do not pray. He said, I guarantee you, He won't answer the prayers you don't pray. 100% of the time. Amen. But if we begin to pray, we begin to release our faith and say, God, fill this house with Your power and presence. Fill this house with hungry, thirsty people. Fill these altars, Lord God, with people who need Christ. Everyone say, fill the house. And finally today, and it's just about noon and we're gonna we're gonna to begin to pray, and I pray some of you would be under the unction of the Holy Spirit here in just a moment to just pray a short prayer that we can agree with together about our house. But number five, I believe we need to pray that God would finance the house. How many of you know he owns the cattle on a thousand hills? I heard a preacher tell me this weekend, they said one of his his granddad used to pray, God, you own the cattle on the thousand hills. I'm I'm asking you to sell off a few of them and help us out today. And I love that. Because he's he's Jehovah Jireh, our provider. And I want you to take on the practice of Pastor Sam. That I've been praying this since we came here. And I'm renewing this prayer. This is my big audacious prayer prayer that I'm praying over the finances of our church that when I drive by or pull in this church I, 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 in a sense as the book if you get it I draw a circle around this church and I say God I thank you that you gave us this facility and, 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 and you're going to help us pay for it in fact I'm believing you for a miracle supernatural debt not reduction but debt cancellation amen everyone say paid in full Everybody get your stamp out. Come on, get your stamp out. Come on, get your stamp out. Everybody say, pay it in full. How many of you would like it if Pastor Sam and the rest of your church family would begin to pray for you that you would be so blessed that your tithe could pay it in full? Oh, now you're getting on board. Now you're getting on board. Let's just pray. God bless your church so much. And when you drive by, you say, thank you, Lord. Hey, my faith is $2 million because how many of you know there's a lot of things around here we need to do with our facility, but wherever you're, you just pray however you want. But let me tell you, pray a big audacious prayer. Say, God, do it. You say, I know he can do it. Will he do it? You know, I believe he desires to do it. My faith is, hey, he desires to do it. He wants to do it. Will He do it? I think it might be linked to our capacity to believe Him and trust Him and begin to declare these kind of... Everybody say, paid in full. Amen. And so how many of you will join with me in that? And so today, let's stand together. I just gave you a little introduction today as as we come together. It's 1202 and... And I want us to just pray for the next few moments and uh, just, we won't be here long, but I believe God has laid it on some people's heart just to lead us in a prayer together over our church family and kind of stir the prayer pot and the prayer anointing here I want to make sure this microphone's on let's just begin to lift our hands toward the Lord and thank Him that He's stirring the church to pray for the house Lord today and as God begins to lay on your heart you just come and begin to wait and I'll give you an opportunity to begin to lead us in a prayer you come right on we won't be long Lord I pray today that Lord Jesus you would stir this church family to a new place of prayer Lord God not just for themselves not just for their situations not just for their circumstances Lord but as a family we want to pray for the house and Lord we ask you today to stir us to a new place of prayer to a new place of anointing in our life I'm going to ask come on I need a few prayer warriors to come and stand at this microphone now is your time I need you today we got to stir it up we got to get beyond ourselves come on somebody Lord I thank you that you're leading us to pray for our house and pray for one another and pray for this church we thank you for it today And we bless you and we worship you, Lord. We give you glory, Lord. We declare your praise in this house. Amen.
1: Heavenly Father, Lord, I just praise you and thank you for for this church. I've been a member for, for five years. Lord, you've blessed me so much here, Lord God. You've touched my heart. you touched yes, my family, Lord God. You continue to touch my children. Yes, Lord. Through the children's ministry, Lord God. And I know that you have a great work in this church. Yes, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that you would stretch us, Lord God, as we're in our day-to-day, Lord God. Yes, saying, Lord. To be able to reach out to the lost and touch people's hearts, Lord, yes, and say, look, I have something for you. I may not have the finances, but I have spiritual blessings for you here at Church on the Rock, yes, Lord God. Lord. That you would that you would have us to to tell people, Lord God, how much you love us yes, and Lord. how much that you love them, Lord God, and yes, that we Lord. would say that we have a place where you can come and call your home, and yes, that place is Church on the Rock. Lord, we praise you in Jesus' name. Thank Amen. you, Jesus.
0: Thank you, Lord. We agree together. Somebody else, come on, let's pray some prayers. Amen. Thank you,
1: Lord. I just want to pray that you. Thank. That I want to thank you and. Because you brought me to this church and you brought me to recognize the family that I didn't have. And I want to pray that we get help through our struggles that we go through in life. Because, Lord, you know we need help, Lord. And I just want to thank you for everything you've done in my life and in everybody's lives in this church. I want to thank you for this church, Lord. And everybody that helps me through my problems. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Somebody else, thank you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Give me two or three more. Thank You, Jesus.
1: Thank You, Lord.
2: Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank You for being able to be back at the church. Yes, Lord. Along my church family. I ask that You would just help us as a church. Be focused on Your work yes, and Your ministry. Yes, Lord. ask that You would yes, please just uh, give us forgiveness for our sins. Yes, Lord. Ask that you give each and every one of us a yes, spirit Lord. of forgiveness. Yes, Lord. Clear our hearts, our minds of relationship yes. problems. Yes, Jesus. Burden us down and take yes, away Jesus. from our yes. our spirituality and our service yes, toward Lord. you. Ask that you would just help us to be thankful for our redemption in you. Yes. And that we would be yes, disciples for you. Yes. Lord. Not only at church but in our workplace, yes, in our private lives yes, people Lord. might see your work. Your yes, victory Lord. in us. Yes, Lord. We ask Lord that you would just help us as a church to reach out to our communities, support God. each other, be a beacon yes, in this community yes, Jesus. and in this world and in this country that needs yes, you so Jesus. much right now. We ask, Lord, that you would help us to be a people who Lord, give, charitable. Willing to give to others, willing to support our church and ministry, Lord, everything we have is because of you. Yes, Lord. And we ask, Lord, that you would help us to have the spirit that causes us to bring you first fruits first. Yes, Lord. To give to you and trust that you will bless us and multiply. Thank you, Lord. In my personal life, you've never failed to do that. I give you my first fruits, and I have never. Not been able to make my responsibilities financially. I pray that you'd help people to just reach out in faith. Yes, Lord. To try to practice that point of worship, an important part of worship that's much neglected. Yes, Lord. Because we need it. Yes, Lord. These these places of worship do not operate for free, it costs money in this world. And everything else that we have, Lord, supports we're willing to pay for and we need to help our people have a place to worship thank you lord jesus name amen thank you lord thank you lord so be it lord so be it lord
0: somebody else we're going to close here anyone else god bless you come on come on thank you lord come on let's agree together with these prayers
2: father god your people are coming to you right now we were just asking you lord to forgive us for not letting that that river run through us father god yes, lord. lord you said this is going to be a time where the young men will dream dreams and the old men will have visions or the other way around lord but you know father yes, that lord. we need focus where there, yes, lord. where there is no vision father god we lord. perish so father i am just asking that there be a renewal of focus in yes, the church Father God. Yes, As that river flows through yes, us, Lord. Father God, we will reach out to the communities, yes, Lord, Lord God, and that there will be growth, Father God, yes, a growth Lord. of your spirit. We yes, will be your hands and your yes, feet, Lord. Father God, and your Thank spirit you will Jesus. flow. Father, you, bless the Thank efforts Jesus. of your people here, you, Lord God. I pray that yes, in your name, Lord. Jesus.
1: So be it, Lord. So be it, Lord. So be it, Lord. So be it, Lord. Thank you for fun. Father, as you're moving my heart this morning to pray for people, Father, I just pray for all those father that are members, Father, the people that are busy, Father, that know many to be here right now, but they're not here in these seats Father. I just pray that you just move their hearts, Father, that you just draw people back to this place. Yes. Lord. Father, and to be part of your family, Father, where you can just stretch your arms around us and love us, Father. We just thank you, Father, for for holding your hand over us, yes. Father and for just uh, walking with us in our daily lives every day, Father. Yes, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you've blessed us to be a blessing, Father. Yes, so Lord. We can stretch out, Father, because it's it's through your people, Father, that you can reach your hand into other lives, Father. Thank you, Jesus. And to fund all these thank missions, you. outreaches, and all the things, Father, that we as your body do as your hands extended, Father, into yes. lives all around the world, Father. Thank you, Lord. So, Father, I just thank you for... Any blessings that you put in our lives, Father, yes, the, the talents and the finances, Father. Yes, Lord. And I just thank you for everything that you had in store for yes. us in the year to come, Father. Yes, Lord. Thank, and you, thank you, Lord. Lord. And give you praise for even now, Lord Yes, Lord. Jesus, Lord. Let's begin to praise it today. Go ahead, Sam. Hallelujah. Thank, thank Lord. you, Lord. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you on a bending knee. I want you to touch... Bless our youth, yes, Lord, because our youth is where it starts. You know my story. At sixteen, I turned my back on you, and after twenty years of poor choices and consequences that come with them, I came back to you and asked for forgiveness. And you had never left. I ask you to touch and bless the youth, yes, Lord, because if they're having feelings of strange faith, that you touch. Yes, Lord. And you give them the faith yes, that they need to make it in this world yes, and not make a poor decision yes, Lord. like you're serving me. Use me as a vessel if any of these youth yes, are failing in their faith, as I will tell them that it was a decision made in poor judgment. Yes, Lord. I ask this in your name. Yes, Lord. Jesus Christ, Lord. I pray. Thank you. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord.
0: Reach out, take your neighbor by the hand. If you're a visitor with us, just hope you don't feel too uncomfortable with this, but we're going to close in a corporate prayer together. Our taking hands is a symbol of our agreement. Lord, today we agree together over our church family. And Lord, these prayers that we're praying, we agree together, Lord. Or you said where two or more gathered together, they're in your name, you are in their midst. And you said in Matthew eighteen uh, and eighteen and nineteen that if two would agree as touching anything that they will ask it shall be done. And Lord, I believe all these prayers that were prayed and this five-fold focus of prayer is in concert and harmony with the will of God for our church family. And so, Lord, today we ask You, Lord, to forgive us. We ask You to free us, Lord. We ask You to focus us, Lord Jesus, on Your will and purpose and plan for our life, Lord. We ask You to finance this house, Lord, and free and liberate Your people, Lord, to new levels of liberty. Lord, I pray God today that you would stir this house to be a house of prayer, Lord God, for the ultimate purpose of changing this world today and making a bigger difference, Lord, around the globe, Lord, for your glory and honor. And I believe, Lord, that you've rallied us together, not just to sit, soak and sour, but to make a difference in the world. So, Lord, we thank you for it today. And we thank you, Lord, that even the financial payoff of this property is not just so we can sit back and enjoy lord god more resources to do what we want to do but lord for the purpose of having more seed to sow around this world to make a greater god difference in the earth and so lord we thank you for it and we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor stir us to the place of prayer this week stir us with a fresh anointing on our life to seek you lord and give us the grace to pray big audacious faith-filled prayers over our church family today In Jesus' name. And everybody said a big amen. Well, let's give the Lord a great big clap offering of prayer.